Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, homeownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. Hello, awesome fans of the Joe Contractor Show. I have a quick announcement for you before we begin the show today. We have a weekly newsletter that we would love for you to sign up for at joecontractor.com. We give you highlights from the show, news about upcoming events, tips and tricks, and more. You can also find two new Joe Contractor groups on Facebook, one for trade pros and one for homeowners. All right, that's enough. Enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi, too. Hi. I feel like I've seen more of you lately than you Just usual. today. Yeah, yeah. Just today, yeah. But, but otherwise, we didn't see each other for about three weeks there. He and I have been, because oh. you were out of town, so like we can't, you didn't, we can't oh. spread it around. You're closeted about getting together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't know. I, I, okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. It's just, uh, it's, there's nothing sneaky about it. We missed you. Okay, there we yeah, go. Yeah. That's all uh, I wanted we to hear. We were trying not yeah. to it's put take... too much burden on you while you were on your trip. All Joe. right, I was taking it personally for a second. Yeah. Well, and Merrick was like, what if we ask her to get on a call or something? I'm like, Italy. You don't go to Italy and get on a call with us idiots here in Minnesota. I did no. say that. Yeah. It's like, no, nope, leave her hilarious. be. Let her do that her That makes thing. me even feel better, Merrick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she just wants to be loved. Uh, well, anyway, Lori and Merrick, uh, yeah, how are things going? Good. Good. Great. Yeah. We're back at it. Glad to have you back. Yeah. It's really good to be back. Good to leave. Good to be back. Had a meeting with the investor potential people today. That was weird. It was weird and fun. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. Joe Contractor is moving along. So, uh, you know, thanks for listening to the show. And we're continuing our work on the digital technical side of things. We'll have a product out to you eventually. So thanks for your patience and Enjoying the show. We've got 9,000 plus, like almost 9,500, I think it was, subscribers at this point. So please subscribe to the show. No, it doesn't cost any money, Mom. <laughs> Honestly, push the button. It's fine, Ma. S- subscribe. <laughs> and, and I've been working on our social media stuff a little bit. We have a group for homeowners and a group for trade professionals. So yeah. find us on Facebook. Join the groups. They're going to be vastly different content between the two. two. Right. Um, yeah. We talked about that. And you've got your newsletter. It's a lot right now, but it's all, it's all good stuff. And we're, uh, we're getting more efficient and better at what we do. And we'll just get good information to you. So. And of course, good information. It's always good from us. 
Well, that's true. Yeah. We are we are pretty reliable for good information. <laughs> no, I mean I I agree with you. I'm wholeheartedly. It may not sound like it, but yeah, yeah. that's the uh, that's the sarcastic Minnesotan side of me where people are like, God, is he being serious right now or not? Like, no, that was me enthusiastically agreeing nice. with you. Good information yes. comes from this show, and all the sources, the Joe Contractor sources. Yep. So right. we have a guest. Oh, oh, do we have to do that part? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I invited her. <laughs> uh, that's not nice. Um, Melanie Zalik, and I got Ooh. it right because I spelled it totally phonetically on the page here. Perfect. Was that good? That was perfect. Yeah. Um, and your, your company is Happy Place Interiors, which makes you what? I am an interior design and color consultant. Okay. So, I call myself a home stylist. I'll call myself an interior designer, but I operate much vastly different than conventional designers. Okay. How so? So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did lead to that question. <laughs> that was yeah, let's one. jump right into it. Here, well, right we now. could just let her slide on it and be like, okay, cool. <laughs> That'd be so, very Minnesotan. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, conventionally, interior designers, you know, meet with a couple or a person and let's just pick the living room and they present an entire design for your living room, including your furniture, your maybe new carpeting, wall colors, your drapery, and they give you option A and they give you option B and the happy owner, um, happy homeowner will choose A or choose B and that designer um, curates everything and installs it and the living room is done. Builders will hire interior designers to um, if they're building a spec home or a parade home to pick all the finishes, to pick all the tile, the flooring, the fixtures, present it and pull it together. So that's not what I do. So what I do is I primarily work with homeowners that um, want to be a part of the process. Lots of DIYers, lots of young couples or young people buying their first house and like, I, I don't know what to do. Like, like, how do you even start? Where do you start? You know, um, I work with a lot of um, maybe these people, they're, maybe they're in their 40s, they have little kids, and they're like, we're adults. Like, we don't, we don't need... <laughs> we don't like, have the, adult colors in yeah, here anymore? Yeah, like, we know? don't need our college furniture anymore, but they have no idea where to start. What size of a couch fits in my living room? You know, or especially with Minneapolis or St. Paul houses, these older ones that aren't built the way people live today. Like, how do I best use this space? I have right. that problem in my house. Yep. What's, which one? 1930s, the one I just bought where it's like, how do you even put a couch in here? It's like... Oh, I meant which problem? Do you have <laughs> the couch? The couch. <laughs> the couch, the colors, like you, like you are, um, you find yourself... Uh, alone in your home now you're right you know and you're designing it yourself or, or mm -hmm. decorating it yourself and that's something I'll go into here in a minute but um, but yeah it, it, does that sound like a service that would appeal to you stuff like that like getting some help with that I mean I think it would if I hadn't spent so much time in so many different spaces over the years you know like I yeah. kind of had my own vision I kind of and I had a designer my designer that did my floor plan for my basement drew in a little I was like draw a love seat in here 
she drew it in there. I'm like, okay, I guess yes. that could. And that I can do. <laughs> Draw, right. Yeah, space planning, I do a lot of that. Okay, um, so space planning, I think, is pretty darn important in the construction <laughs> world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so is choosing colors. So, so is, you know, fabric and all the rest of these things and tile. I love doing tile. Um, I think that uh, one thing, and did we have a designer? There's this thing in the design world. It's similar to what happens with the word contractor. Mm. A carpenter is not necessarily a contractor, right? Correct. A contractor hires other people to do work for people who have hired them. Mm -hmm. A carpenter gets hired to do carpentry, but everyone refers to both of those persons as contractors. I often hear this. So designers, um, is there, there's a difference between sort of the like, design of a building where a designer might might draw up plans for you that you can then take in and get uh, approved to get your building so there's architect there's also mm-hmm. a designer that can do that or yep. drafts people yep and you're not in, in that world you're in the true like space design and yeah I'm not I'm not the person that would draw plans to bring to a builder. Okay. But I am the person. So the people that I work with, they want to manage their own projects. They want they want choices in the flooring. Like they want to pick a lot. They just don't want to make bad bad decisions. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I prevent people from making bad decisions. <laughs> you know how many people we've seen that weren't prevented from making right. bad decisions? Oh, yes. Exactly. I am sure. Yeah. So it's so I I can do rudimentary space planning like I have furniture templates like we get in there and we lay it all out like kind of in in real space I can draw it up but I wouldn't say that my drawings are buildable drawings they're not like architectural drawings no they're not like in CAD or Revit or any of those programs Mm -hmm. yeah um but I can work with the contractors that are going to be doing that work but typically I am kind of more the high level person to be like um and i don't do a lot of remodeling like remodeling projects i will um get to i'll ask more questions about exactly how much hand holding the client wants or how much of my time that they want but i do more of like revamping spaces like you know Put, ripping out tile and putting in new flooring. Well, what's that new flooring? Yeah. You know, a lot of space planning in small city homes as well as gigantic suburban homes. People move in and have these gigantic living. Like, how do I buy a couch? So How do I fill the space? How do I fill the space? Mm-hmm. How do I make it not look like every other house on my block how do i add character to this right would it be fair to say like instead of on the remodel side more um like a makeover sort of thing yeah like Like, i just want to change some things and make the space like a revamp or elevate your look a little bit and like now you're an adult and you want to look like an adult versus you know from the um you know, from college or something. So, like are you that. you are probably then uh, sending them in directions to for quality products or better products than mm-hmm. they might find, or 
or to have the time to research. Yeah, yeah. and, and there, there's so much information out there right now as far as visual information, like Pinterest and HGTV, and peop, there's just so much out there that people get confused between what they actually like, what's trending, what works with their house. I mean, people are just you know, a little confused and they just want to do what they like and what works well for their home. And I can kind of yeah, put I, that I've together. Seen, I think we've all seen that. Like there's, there's too many choices and yeah, too so many, many choices, not enough direction. And so I'll meet with somebody. I'll just use the living room for example again. And well, this was my client yesterday. She has a huge living room and she had this tiny little sofa and a tiny little chair and a tiny little ottoman all left over from their previous home and we moved all of that out and I put down my furniture templates and I kind of put everything together and I said well your husband would have to move the TV off this wall because this is the wrong wall for the TV and this is why it would have to go on this wall and they had a corner fireplace which is common in some of these newer homes and so I rearranged the furniture using my templates and I verbally painted a picture of what her room could look like mm -hmm. and and I made sure that she could see it you know and then I measured out my templates and I'm like your sectional it would be this size this is kind of your style that I would look for this is a potential color you know I suggested a navy blue sectional for her because of the color schemes that she had going on. And then we started going into a little bit more detail as far as, well, what do you put on the wall behind the sofa? What about lighting? What kind of lamps? Right. You know, like all that type of information. And then it turns into, well, they never put a backsplash in their kitchen. Well, let's talk about a backsplash. What's a, what's a good option for a backsplash? You know, should it be this type of tile or that type of tile? what's trendy versus what's classic and has some longevity, you know, that type That's of thing. Good. Or people remodeling older houses, you know, they're concerned about putting in certain types of tile because what they like and what's current versus what's true to the house. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's hard. Stuff. That's hard. Because I look at something, I'm like, oh, I like that. And then I'm like, well, that does not fit in my house, though. Right. So. <laughs> right. And, and for me, I, you know, I don't have a wife to looking over my shoulder to be like, that does not go. Yeah, because we're really good at that. <laughs> I'm not, that was, I don't know. Like, I'm that. thinking I need Melanie's services myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think, like, as you're talking about all this stuff, it's sort of. I think an afterthought kind of in the remodel construction world, like we don't deal with this part of it very much I don't much like at all. it. No, no, you're making Lori very uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> she hates this show. Uh, I'm no, intrigued by it though. I am too, because it's, because it's a different, it's a different aspect of it. And I do think if, um, if we're being fair prior to us doing some of our construction work, it probably would be good to have some of these things thought oh, of. For sure. Yeah, because for there's sure. times that we do something and we'll say, oh, you know, you'll, they'll have their TV over here and we'll put a new window in mm. over here or something. And then by the end of what, we're, what we've done, you look at the room and you're like, shit, there's, where would you even sit? 
or uh, yeah <laughs> not only that is you'll do a project and then you come to take pictures and you're like oh my god it looks like shit now mm-hmm. I, it, was, right. it was great when i left it yeah <laughs> right. why they, why'd they do this or they painted empty. themselves and they've chosen you know just these weird colors or right. and done a shitty job painting yeah mm-hmm. you know we're like oh one of my carpenters said why do you let homeowners paint and i'm like <laughs> i don't I didn't. know they, i didn't let them because one you? in 20 does a no. great job yeah i know we, well i would i mean i guess ultimately they could do whatever they right. wanted but i would caution against that it'd be like look you're putting you know thousands of dollars into this space Mm-hmm. Just let us paint well, especially it. you come from the painting side of things. I felt the same way too. I'm like, you're going to paint on my construction project when I started out as a painting business, and I'll, like I'll get it right. done in a day, and you're going to spend a week doing it, and it's going to look like crap. Like, what I said to my carpenter when um, he said this, I'm like, I do the estimating, and we got to get jobs. If they want to do the painting, they can do the painting. Yeah. If it lowers it enough for them to do the job, you know, right. that $1,000 or whatever minimal cost that sure. it was. Right. Um, can you explain the templates? Are those like, yeah, that's in, is question. that like actually in the space or is that on a piece of paper or a computer? Or <laughs> Tape. <what? laughs> it's, um, it's my multi-million dollar idea that is just sitting in my car. No, it's um, basically I just bought a big roll of black 36 inch wide paper and I cut them to all common furniture sizes mm. so I have oh you're talking like life-size templates oh yeah I'm glad I asked I am too because I was envisioning yeah, like this paper. as a digital thing no no digital because I said yeah. tape <laughs> yeah that gets that gets pretty I do that for like shelving units and stuff but sure. um I have you know a common size um sofas and chairs and coffee tables and dining room tables and I have them folded like on the foot or on the six inches so I can like just unfold and then I can piece together common size sectionals and things like that so we can get like a real life idea of how that actually fits in the space Uh, so that's what I do you know I try and you know depending on the situation if it is like a remodel or starting from scratch I bring those out um, sometimes I'll just pull furniture from other piece, places in their home so they mm. can kind of get the 3D version oh, of cool. that. I was thinking inflatables. but <laughs> I, I would love to figure that she out. Is really... <laughs> no, really. That's ridiculous. Here's 16 inflatable couches that I take around in my backpack. I would love that. Yeah. And I thought of that. But yeah. I'm like, how do I inflate it so fast? Yeah, right. I mean, like, I'd be blue in the face or you'd have to have those silly pumps. Like, no, no, you can't. once I figure that out... It's and then you got to carry a big air compressor. You're going to need yeah. a big truck. <laughs> it's a, it's the opposite end of the vacuum. You just use the shop vac. It's the, well, there you the, go. It's the other end of it. It blows it up in no time. High volume. <laughs> High volume, low pressure. Still one more thing. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Plus, that's just silliness. But. So I have a question. So if you, just my one and only question, I promise. No, I'm just. Oh. And then she's out. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, the, so when you go to a client's house, mm-hmm. pers- what a, a perspective, how do they find you? A, B, are you paid the minute you go in the door? Or do you have to get to know them first and then, you know, you have a free consult or how does that work? So I know a lot of our um, listeners would probably like to know how, oh, how yeah, that works. Oh, yeah, great question. Good solid question. Um, I work on a consultation basis. My consults are all flat rate. They are currently for two hours to 75. 
that may go up at some point, you know, depending on whoever well, and whenever they're listening to this. The wildly popular you become, the higher the rates go, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the way life I mean, works. No, most people don't have the templates, so. Yeah, <laughs> templates are. The, I got lots. Cool. Of, I've got lots of tricks of my trade. Yeah. I got lots of cool tools. Um, so the cons, consults are two seventy five for a two hour consult, but there are additional type of consultations too. Um, I think most people probably find me through my website. I would say I just started asking people how they've learned about me. I would say about 70% of people are from my website. 30% are probably referrals. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, and you can book an appointment right online. You can pay in advance if you want. Otherwise, you pay me when we're done. Either way, whatever works best for the person. And it's pretty slick. I Once an appointment is booked and I have the the person will schedule themselves, so I don't do any of the scheduling. Yeah, modern, is, modern touchless yeah, stuff. Well, I love it. Yep. Best, best business decision I ever made. Totally. Yep. Um, but once the schedule is, um, the appointment is scheduled, they'll be prompted to fill out a questionnaire. And it probably takes, I mean, depending on how much thought you put into it, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. But it asks everything from, what specifically are you looking for out of our meeting? Like, um, what do you love about your house? What do you dislike about your house? Mm. What kind of colors do you like? What kind of vibe do you want your house to have? Like, it, it's pretty detailed. And then I also have people send me pictures of their house, of the kind of the main rooms. Sure. And then I have people send me, like, their inspirational pictures because I want to get inside people's head of, okay, this is what their house is now. And I want to know what I'm walking into because I want to be mm -hmm. fully prepared. Because right. for that two hours, you're getting like on the spot ideas, recommendations. Like I'll go there already with backsplash ideas and sure. colors. Like I'm already, I start. So you put time into it before you yep. go. So your, your clock is ticking earlier. Even. Yeah. Yep. So by the time I get there, I, I pretty much have figured out what I'm going to say, what I'm going to recommend. Things can change. I mean, there's rooms that I see then that weren't, you know, that things come up or, or the spouse enters the picture who hadn't <laughs> filled out the form. That happens. Oh, yeah. Spousal, yeah. You know. Yeah, spousal uh, relations are tough in this in service yeah. industry like that in people's homes. But. but then I also have an idea of kind of the styles that they gravitate towards. And um, so then that I can be like, okay, well, this is where their house is at. This is the type of architecture of their house. This is kind of where they want to be. And I can kind of tell if they're kind of gravitating to what's trendy versus what they really like. So I've kind of layered my console, uh, the questionnaire to dig pretty deep into some, what a lot of people think is uncomfortable in the sense of they've never thought of this stuff sure. before. Yeah. I mean, most people have never thought, you know, the questions that I'm asking people have never thought of before and they, they don't know. So it can be hard for them to fill it out, but then they get invested and they start kind of learning, well, what do I like? You know, what do I want? And one, and that is a big hurdle because I'm not the designer that comes in and says, this is what your living room should look like. You know, so I guess that's a, an important distinction to make. Sorry to cut you mm -hmm. off, but I I, I want to get in on that part of it a little bit. So because I don't know that much about interior designers, so um, 
what you're saying is many of them will come in and, and sort of tell you what their vision is of how your house should look versus you're kind of saying here, I'm going to help guide you to how your vision. Ex yep, exactly. Um, I mean, Joanna Gaines, we all know her, right? So she's, you know, she's a designer and she has the look. TV gal, right? Yep. Yep. I, H I, I yeah. only know the name. I'm, I'm really bad at Home at Target, HGTV, oh, sure. yeah. the Fixer Upper. Like yep. she created this whole farmhouse. I mean, she really kicked started the whole farmhouse look. I mean, that yeah. was her. Oh, wow. But people hire a lot of um, designers or big design firms based on the style that they have. Like maybe some designers are known for wild leopard print and things like that and bold colors. And that's what you think you want. So you hire them to do that for you. And that's not what I do. I help try and figure, help people figure out what they like and then guide them to achieving that. When you're doing I it, like do you... Um, you guide them toward that. So you might not even like it, right? Because a lot of designers, what you're saying is, are taking them down their road, yep. right? So yep. what do you do when you don't, when you're like, okay, well, this is what I'm seeing and, and understanding in their head, but I don't like it at all. Yeah, so I think that's a great question. It doesn't happen too often, but I do right. have a couple clients that have a very vastly different idea than what I like. But I, as a designer, I can appreciate all types of design, even though that's not what I would want my house to look like. And I understand how to put that design together. Nice. So I can just kind of break it down into manageable chunks like, well, this type of design, we'll, we'll use maximalism for an example, because that's not me personally, right? I have to. What's, um, you had to find that. Yeah, darn it! I, I could have looked smarter if I'd have just waited to let you ask the question. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had to throw sure. it out there first. Now everyone knows I don't necessarily know what that means. I interrupt I could, too. I could have waited. I know you could have just not done it, and then it would have only been me. Uh, maximalism. What are we? What are we talking about? Well, the about? the opposite of minimalism. Right. So so maximalism design is. Lots of stuff. That's what I was it, kind of imagining. Yep, was... kind of lots of colors, lots of pictures on the wall, lots of textures, lots of fabrics, lots of chairs and ottomans and tables and lamps and like, I mean, lots of stuff. Why does everything like, have to be pushed between two extremes? Why can't we just meet in the middle on so many more things? Because you got the minimalists <laughs> and you got the maximalists and they're always fighting each other. <laughs> and the middle is just like a nicely designed place, yeah. right? The moderates. The moderates. I the like mo that. There's a lot of moderates out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Okay, good. good. And, I, and I like moderate. The maximalist yeah. is, it's harder for me because it's not what I naturally gravitate towards. But if I have a client that likes that, I can still be like, okay, so this is how you would do your living room in that style. Yeah. And you, you would get these things or this color and maybe you'd do a wall collage, but all your frames would be different. You would go thrift shopping and buy unique old frames and do this and that. So I give them super specific direction on how to pull off that look. And then I can work with people after consults, like hourly. You can buy an hour of design time, and I'm just kind of on standby. So, you so, know. The, so then that is the next step, then, is they say, okay, we got this, or we're still we're even more confused. Can you stick with us and help yep. us hold our hand a little longer? Yep. And then do you go shopping with them, or do you go shopping ever, or do you send them to places? It Every person is different, but typically I would say about 60% of my clients, eh, maybe 50%, I don't know, um, 
after our meeting, <clears throat> they can just take the plan and run with it. And sometimes I won't hear from them for like three months and they'll send me a picture and they'll be like, here's what we did. What do you think? And I'll be like, thanks Great. for the guidance. Yeah. Are they writing yeah. this down? Or are you writing it down? Are you, are they you recording take all it? The, they take all the okay. notes. Oh, unless I like if that they, side of it. Yeah. Unless if they pay me to do like a report or something, okay. but that's an extra charge because yeah. it costs, it, it takes extra time, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, I've, I do consult. I like the way you throw it out there because I've done some consulting and actually the people who I've consulted for, those have been some of my happiest clients. It's a very straightforward mm -hmm. transaction like that. I'll be in there for two hours. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you all these ideas. And then it's yours, yep. you know, and, and it's this cost. So they're never like, they never are mad. They're just happy to write the check. Mm -hmm. and everything. So mm -hmm. I like that. But I also think, you know, for people who are wondering like, wow, 275 for for two hours and they're kind of doing the math like you do have more time into these things mm -hmm. than you've you've driven over there you've done research mm -hmm. beforehand you've set up all the stuff there is some overhead so like to me that sounds like a like a bargain in a certain way it's along a with your experience in schooling yeah, yeah it it is a bargain and um i know that there's a lot of designers that would push back on my that lower pricing. Pri that pricing but i I am more about helping people be happy in their homes than making a ton of money. I could, yeah. I could charge more, and I know that. Yeah. But I want to. I don't think that a good environment is only for people that can afford more. Sure. So I've I've worked really hard on this balance of being able to give a ton of value for a reasonable about a, amount of money without gearing just towards a certain class of people so well, i'm trying great. to keep it very open yeah i mean i i guess the the idea of what something should cost the perceived value all of that like if it's working for you and you're happy doing it and you've got happy clients then i, I would say you know forget the judgment that anyone might put on yeah. on what it should be or shouldn't be that sounds like a very straightforward transaction. To me. I, I think so. And then because you can add, I mean, once you hire me for those two hours, I know you well, I know your house, I know what you're, you know, striving to have your house look like and be, and you can hire me by the hour. We can go shopping. You yeah. know, we can spend all day shopping and you, yeah. and I'm a hundred dollars an hour. So, yeah. you know, Let's that could go be, shop. You know? Let's go shop. That'll be eight hundred dollars. Yeah. You know, so the price does increase the more you hire me. Right. You sure. know, but you're so, opening the door for somebody that only has two hundred seventy-five dollars. Yeah, and That's they just nice. want to know what what do I do with my house? Right. Like, where do I even start? And right. well, and be, before we take a little break here, I will say I, that we've talked about this on other shows, and I really think it's true. And I, I I'm glad we had a designer in because we don't talk like it's not my world either. You yeah. know, but. But um, I'll tell you, if you're a homeowner, so th the way I see that you could potentially fit into the lives of the people that we generally work with is if you're thinking about spending 30, 40, mm. 50 grand on a remodel oh. or more, you know, yes. if it's a bigger project, you could be spending two, three, four hundred thousand, wherever you stand in that. Um, if if you really want to set out on a journey and you and you just want to do it 
by throwing a dart at a board or whatever and doing <laughs> it in the dark without any without any pre-planning, go ahead and do that. But to get information ahead of time and get mm -hmm. some idea, because you're going to be running up against so many people with their own ideas, it sounds smart. I think a consultation could be smart for a lot of people, even pre-construction project, just to mm -hmm. sort of get their ducks in a row, mm -hmm. would be my guess. I, I really help people think about how they use their space or how they want to potentially mm -hmm. use their new space. Yeah. A lot of people aren't intentional about their houses, you know, and so I help people think through that. And even for people spending five grand on a paint job, like interior painting, to not talk to somebody about the color that you're spending $3,000 to paint your home, the wall, I mean, it kind of blows my mind because I'm just a few percentage, you know. I, yeah, I, think yeah. <clears throat> I agree 100% on that. I think a lot of people just don't realize that that minimal investment up front design <laughs> can be very, very important. Right. Very, very helpful. Important. Well, it's hard to see as a homeowner, especially, and, and as a professional painter also. Like, I have a hard time seeing it. I had, I had my designer come over when I was trying to pick paint colors, and I picked out some great colors that stood alone fine. But when you're looking, <laughs> when you're in the bathroom and you're looking down the hall right. into the other three bedrooms, you're like, that's not going to like, oh man, yeah. I'm in a kaleidoscope right now. Or yeah, these who, colors don't work. The, the crayon box threw up all over my house or whatever. Like what are these weird colors doing together? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's take a quick little break here in the middle and let our audience like collect their thoughts because yeah, I know you're <laughs> sitting through this. No, it's great. We we need the break. That's a joke because we need the break. Thank you, everyone. We will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term, green, and sustainable building practices. And they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. 
<laughs> We're back, second half, second half here. Um, Melanie Zalik, our guest, how are you? Great. We were just we were just making a little joke. The reason we came in kind of chuckling is because uh, doing podcasts, you, you didn't know what you were getting into when you did this, really. And then you were maybe saying you were a little nervous, but now this is, it's just a show. It's we just great. need to talk. It's just a conversation, right? Yeah, you guys are easy to talk to. Good. Well, we mentioned easy to oh, talk to. Well, not I easy. just have a burning yeah, question. Yeah, okay, okay. So I was just I was yeah. like picturing, you know, going into this space and you know, this guy's got like this old ratty chair that he just absolutely loves mm. and it's got to stay. And you have to work around this chair. Like what do you do? Have you run into that before? It, yes. Good one. The drama. <laughs> yes. But but typically, um, by the end of the consultation, that I don't try and convince anybody of anything. I just, I lay out the facts and I present ideas. But usually a ratty old chair like that type of situation, by the end of our consultation, they will see on the other side what it could be. And usually it doesn't stick around. What if that ratty old chair is being used by the cat? Do you, do you then say you should keep this chair because this is the one chair the cat's using and you're going to get a new one and it's going to happen again? Or <laughs> I will say, chair. from experience, I will say that I'll give you ideas and recommendations and you can make choices, but that cat chair probably isn't the vibe that you really want and the only way to get the vibe or the look or the feeling that you want is to replace the cat chair with maybe a cool looking cat tower i thought you're gonna say replace the cat i <laughs> i love cats so i, I really want to get in on this one because you you too you started this off Mary. you had a good question <laughs> so now i get to ask you know about this so the the this is you said relatively like kind of an older Gentleman with the chair? Is that sort of who you yeah, are? Just, you know, <laughs> sort of the ratty chair. Yeah, so um, I, I would say you said that you present them with the facts. So, is it like, is a fact ever like, well, that's a fucking ugly chair? <laughs> but no, but I'll keep it. It's your chair. I love it. I can work it into the design. But I just want to present you with the facts. That chair is really ugly. <laughs> I've been told that I have a very polite way of saying things like that without yeah. saying them so yeah it's not my taste of the chair but so i don't usually say they're you know it's ugly or terrible but i guess a follow-up to that would be, <laughs> would be let's say this person has a spouse right oh i see. let and let's say that person has to um has been drinking uh bush light the entire time you're there <laughs> and they have to relieve themselves and do you say to the spouse like you need to make that chair have an accident. Oh, after they leave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that, that chair's got to... You, you, know, you know how I, I'm married. So, like, your spouse can find a way to accident something out of your life so that you kind of don't know if it was, like, on purpose or not. Like, yeah. Like, well, typically, the, the one spouse will not need me to tell them to get rid of it because they'll have already want to get rid of it but they're already engaged in the battle yeah yeah and they'll be like 
hey, do you mind if I tell Gary that you said the chair has to go? <laughs> I'm like, you tell him whatever. That's fine. <laughs> so I get thrown under the bus a lot, and that's that's totally fine with me. Yeah. We, I mean, we all come at this from the the <laughs> viewpoint of a contractor, which is half construction knowledge and half emotional relationship mending stuff with right. clients. Oh, yes. yeah. Like, it's that much, half and half. Oh, God. It seems mm-hmm, like it for most sure. of the time. Yeah. Or more. I don't know. Well, that, a lot of therapy. That leads right to my next. On this same thread, we'll hopefully go to something different. But, um, you know, <clears throat> in my marriage, actually, having a, having a um, designer was really good because it Mm -hmm. was like well i think the room should be blue i think the hey designer should the room be blue or should it be green and then they're like (laughs) it's green and we're like okay well we're not gonna (laughs) i think i get hired a lot for that to just be that non-biased third party person that can come in and is not emotionally attached to any anything you know the financial the heirlooms or whatever and just talk it through and yeah, I've been told a lot that I'm also a marriage therapist. Yeah, I can I, see that importance in that for sure. Because there's all the heirlooms. That's a big deal. I'm like, that's an Huge. ugly chair. That we don't want that wall. captain's chair. And I'm like, all right, we'll keep the captain's chair in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh my god. So yes, yeah. um, I can see how, how important yeah. that would be. I mean, yeah, people and people that have different styles, mm-hmm. different styles, and I just that's I do request that both parties fill out my form but it's usually one but then um you know figuring out what the other one is and just figuring out how to mesh it where not really compromise but when they're both present and hearing me talk about this and that they agree on certain things and then we can just fine tune it with the style so you just mm -hmm. described therapy i mean that's (laughs) (laughs) right i mean you bring both people together you sit down someone kind of talks through things and the next thing you know you you have at least some better ability to agree on an outcome yep yeah I like it. Have you ever ran into like a bad hoarding house? That, mm-hmm. Oh, let's hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Move, I think we should move these boxes over here. I should. I, I will press. I will say that I also, um, when I first started this, I also did home staging. Okay. That's when I would really run into more of like a hoarder house when they have to sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people that hire me typically aren't quite at that level, but I had a client just recently whose husband cannot let go of anything. Mm. So they have all the heirlooms of all the parents and grandparents, and she's trying to create, you know, a more restful, peaceful house, but has too much in it. So she she also told me I was a therapist because I talked to her and gave her some language around how to help her husband being able to let go of some of these things. And I introduced them, uh, recommended some certain um, like Netflix documentaries on the minimalist guys and to help give her some language mm-hmm. to help her husband being able to let go of certain things and mindsets about they've already received full value for this gigantic piece of art that they don't like anymore. This is like service work. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, have you ever had an opportunity to like 
let's flip the coin a little bit to explain to the one spouse that the other spouse keeps the things because eventually they're going to use them. (laughs) Because my wife, I think, would say that, like, what are you keeping all this stuff for? And I'm like, it's my garage. And I know that that metal block that I've saved for six years because I know I'm going to put you know, use it Make in some way. Like you, yeah, I love keeping things that <laughs> yeah. I think have utility, yeah. Yeah. even though they sit around forever. And I'm like, ah, oh, never do. And I run into yeah. that all the time yeah. and, and with myself, cause I was kind of a keeper, <laughs> but the truth is you only need that thing after you get rid of it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, absolutely. like a week so later, true. you're like, oh, damn it. You made me get rid of that thing. Never get rid look, of anything. You know, <laughs> it's but never it's, happening again. it's either something that would have been convenient to have. It's usually not like a life or death, you know, and run to your local Ace Hardware on oh, Nicolet and pick up another 38th and Nicolet. 38th and Nicolet. And then you're not going to use it, it again. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, and I'm totally teasing. And uh, so on the one <laughs> side, I'm making fun of the fact that we, if you're in a relationship with someone, someone's keeping more than the other one. Yep. wants. That's always going to be the case. And someone's getting rid of things on the slide and you're like wait a minute i know that <laughs> i put that thing there six years ago waiting to get <laughs> and there's only one other person in this house who would move it and it has to be you but um no i mean the the hoarder thing that's that's more of a uh psychological issue or you know yeah. a, i would say dysfunction or whatever you want to say but like that that act borders on the terribly sad side it's not a hoarder it's a keeper the keeper i I like that that's a whole different yeah and people that hire me you know are (laughs) are wanting to be intentional with their house so they might be in a position where they they know that they have too much stuff and they're like okay i want to be intentional and i know i have to get rid of some of this stuff and i can help guide them as far as like potential pieces that I would recommend they keep because it fits with their style or the mood that they want to create. But I'm, I'm not the decluttering. Like I I don't, I ran into one physically go in and declutter, but there are people that do that and I can refer those. Yeah, you should. That's a whole nother service. We should look for, I ran into someone who was doing that for one of my clients and I was very interested in how helpful it was for those clients that, that this person was coming in and, helping them declutter yeah. so mm-hmm. much stuff and organize their spaces and and helping them make emotional decisions because mm-hmm. that's what yeah. it is right yeah it's all we'll, emotional we'll keep that on the radar I, I struggled with that i'm getting a lot better but you know i was i was really poor mm-hmm. in my 20s and i was like oh By this choice. is a value yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it in there. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Um, but, but still, like, you know, everything seemed, and I started to, like, have a job, make money, and I was like, oh, this has value, and that thing has value. And right. then I ended up collecting all these things, and it was like, I can't get rid of any of it because I'm going to use it, like you said. I grew up on a farm, so there was always a barn where it was like, oh, that thing over there broke? Don't worry. I got, you know, like there was a place to put everything and it. And it had been a hundred years. People, I, you, you were just curating it for a period of time because it had been other. There was someone else's museum of stuff that needed to last forever. So what that was always my thing, that, which is, you know, my garage is not a barn. I don't have enough space for the stuff that I keep. In <laughs> which my helps. I, I not having it. enough space is helpful. But I, too, grew up on a farm and. 
And then now my wife watches Alaska shows. Oh, yeah. And in Alaska, it's similar to the farm. You're oh. not going to go to a store. You're not going to go to Nicollet Hardware at 38th and no. <laughs> Nicollet because it's too far. Yeah. So you just go out to the garage. And so you do save all that crap. Yeah. yeah. And you use sense. it sometimes. Well, and getting not, rid of... It, it makes no sense for me now, though. <laughs> no, and getting, no, no. <laughs> getting rid of things in Alaska. My sister lives up there. It's expensive. Yeah. It's very expensive because they don't have, like, we... Mm-hmm have dumps all over the place and trucks that run around the cities and you can just throw things in a bin and be done with it but they don't have that so it's it's more expensive and more difficult yeah america tangent yeah well it's it's yeah it's (laughs) i mean i think the whole show has been a tangent um i I was just curious if you share about your your life do you have kids do you like to do things yeah i like to do things yeah. <laughs> Done. Show's over. I like to do things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm married for about 14 years now, and I have a nine-year-old daughter. Her last day of school was today. Oh, great. And um, I've been in business. I've had this business for seven years. It was actually seven years ago this month that I quit quit my big job and, and plunged into Let's start a business and um, never happier. I hope. Yeah. Well, it, yes. Never happier. Good. Don't regret it whatsoever. <laughs> it came with different challenges than I was expecting. Of course, of course. You know, I always. And I, I think the biggest challenge that I wasn't expecting was, um, because I own this business and my clients are like they're my people. I feel so much responsibility for them, and that kind of just becomes stressful. I mean, anytime, Mm. you know, I know because when you work at a company, there's other people that take care of that client. Like it's not all on you and you're not like personally invested. I'm personally invested in all my clients, you know, and I just want people to be happy in their space. And so I take a lot of that on. So I I think we've all done it for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I live in South Minneapolis, so I'm not far from here. And where yet? Uh, by diamond Lake. Okay. The little, yeah, the little unknown lake of Minneapolis. Yeah. I, I'm right over by Nokomis, so just, just yeah. the road. Yep. Yep. And um, I, we're building a lake place. We have a lake place up north. We're building. Where at? Um, we're actually doing a modular home. Oh. It's a modular build, yep. which is very, very cool. About whereabouts? It's in Battle Lake. So it's kind of Fergus Falls, north of Alexandria. My wife's family's in Battle Lake. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah Great totally. town. Yeah, totally. Love it. uh, they've, they've been there for like 150 years, They're the Hatch family. But anyway, that's, that's cool. Love it. Love that's it. where we got married. And, uh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And are what you, do you do for fun or, or on downtime? Or are you just always working? Oh, I, I've, I've, I have managed the work-life balance, but... Yeah, we like to go up to the lake. We like to see music. We go to a lot of the breweries, you know, just a lot of Minneapolis stuff, you know, run the trails, do a marathon here or there, run around the lake. Sounds like Minnesota living. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, nine-year-old daughter. Oh, Oh, man. She's a gem. (laughs) Challenging little gem. Love her to death. They don't listen to shows. I have a, I have a <laughs> she six, wished me good luck this morning. Oh. Good luck on your podcast, oh. Mama. Oh, oh that's, that's very, very sweet. sweet. Yeah, that's very sweet. So, uh, yeah. So, where did you grow up here in Minnesota? Yep, I actually grew up in Elk River, which at the time was a tiny town. Now it's like a suburb. 
What's your maiden name? Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, I grew up in Elk River. My folks are from... Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is... This will show you. I don't... What's your last name? (laughs) Uh, Well, my my maiden name, my maiden name is Thiessen. Oh. So, I'm I'm Sam Thiessen. I was... When I married my wife, I took her name uh, on account of she's the third daughter to a man who only had daughters she's the death of the lineage ah you're so, a good man mm-hmm. so yeah, I took, that's our sam oh so <laughs> so to pass that on yeah but um you're from elk river you yeah. got stuff up in battle lake you're living in south minneapolis that's funny um yeah what uh, just out of curiosity this will show you how little research we do yeah. when guests come well i i grew up by the new courthouse oh yeah off 10 which is not new anymore because it's like 40 years old or whatnot um my maiden name is reichel reichel no and i had an older or have an older sister and what year did you graduate if you don't mind my asking uh 1992 what year did you 93 (gasps) and my older brother chris Thiessen was a super smart guy in school you'd have been there around that time what year did he graduate 90 or 91 oh, my sister graduated in 89 so did you go to soccer mm-hmm. Vandenberg? oh no he was 89 actually you went to vandenberg right i was sock i was sock too oh boy wow, wow. Oh, there's gonna Small be a connection world. here soon oh <laughs> man i bet we know people who know each <laughs> we other we do yeah. know people i'm sure that yeah, we do. I, I don't i don't remember your last name and i i don't know that i don't have any recollection of us knowing each other as kids see because you're T H E I I E S S E N. Oh, they don't know. Because I knew Tyson's, not Tyson. Okay. I feel like a Tyson. But. Yeah, I knew, I knew some of the people from your grade, of course. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> like, sure. Like uh, uh, Kent Wise and. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. Kent. See, and, I told you. <laughs> and Chuck Sherber <laughs> yep. and, and that group. And, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. But uh, names I haven't oh, heard. Oh, Tony in a long... Mansfield. I knew the Mansfield. Oh my gosh! Well. Yeah, Tony. He was tall. Yeah, big dude. <laughs> That's funny. Elk yeah. River. Yeah. Oh man. He had the blonde hockey hair going, it's and shaved on the side. Little rednecky up there. Yeah. Yeah. Love that place. But, yep. Um, and now you're doing interior design and decorating. Not so much. Not so much the design. Is it yeah. more fair see, to I, say? I, I call it interior design consulting. I want to be very respectful of the interior designers that do the conventional way of interior design. And I'm not like licensed and I don't focus like I wouldn't. If, if somebody comes to me and wants like a big kitchen remodel, like a gut and redo, I have designers that I refer that client out to. I wish like, there... I, I wish there was a way that they differentiated those things that made yeah. it easier for people to understand because I don't think either right. side really wants to take anything away from No, but it, it, yeah. it, it cuz when interior designer is such a broad term right. and they all are, can be so specific that um, it is confusing. I, it's confusing it, to me so I'm sure mm-hmm. like homeowners or some totally. are confused. I did, I, and I don't think there's a lot of people that do specifically what I I mean there's a lot of home decorators right. but I can go I feel like I go a little further than just fluffing pillows and art. Like I go into See, design, is... but I just I just don't do it for you. Right. I guide you and yeah. I walk you through the process. I can help set expectations. What what can you expect if you work with a remodeling company or a contractor? How yeah. much is your master bathroom redo going to be? And do you it, know the answer to that? Because it won't be $20,000. No. Right. Do you know generally the answer to those things? Are you pretty uh, good at gauging? 
I am, but COVID changed a lot of things. Uh, things got Prices yes. got, I mean, everything's increased. Materials, labor, you know. So my, my ballpark numbers are probably a little off, but I'm, I'm very in tune of listening to contractors because I know, you know, master, uh, excuse me, a primary bathroom could be eighty to $90,000 easily, right. you know, and people are thinking it's 30. Right. Like, Ooh. I always, I always like to frame it for people just to help them understand that like the most important rooms in your house are going to be the most expensive, right? So if you look at your living room, if you took everything out of your living room, there's nothing going on in there but the floors, the walls. And, totally, you know, yeah. And maybe yep. a fireplace or mm-hmm. something like that. So that's 1% to 3% of the value of your house if you were to completely redo it or something. Yeah, smart. Whereas a kitchen, you've got everything going on in there. Mm-hmm. And that should be like 25% of the value of your house. So if your house used to be worth... 250,000 and now it's worth 400,000. 25% of that is $100,000 roughly yeah, to redo that, that makes kitchen. Sense. Yep. Yep. And the, it does fall apart because if you actually add up the total of all of the components, it's over 100%. You can't rebuild your house for the same cost no. that it is, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's no. just not possible. So I was thinking about that today, just thinking about how expensive all this stuff that's going into the houses is now because because really it's the supply and the demand and Mm -hmm. the what it costs to build a house should eventually equal the home value you know when you have inflation it kind of takes time for everything to catch up but you know if because i was getting these plumbing estimates for my basement i'm like this used to cost me you know, six grand, I'd get the underground and all the piping done. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I just spent five grand to get all the underground and somebody wants to p- charge me 10 grand to do all the above. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, well, right. now my basement, now my house should cost 10 grand more. In a yeah, few years. I, I don't, yep. I don't think those things ever, it's very rare that they line up like housing market has to be going down and something else has to be going up and then they end up the same. But like, if you've got a 400, if you live in what you perceive to be a $400,000 house, because that's what you've been sort of told for a while or whatever, and you're insuring it for 400,000, like, believe me, if it were gone tomorrow, you'd never get it replaced for 400,000. That's just not the way it works. So just a you know, for your information, I guess. Yeah, I just tell my clients that if you're going to do this right now and you want to sell it tomorrow, you're not going to get it back. No. It's yep. going to take a few years. Yep. But if you're sticking around, do it. Make it make it your, like, your happy place. Yep. And one of the questions I ask on my form is, what is your approximate budget for renovations? And what is your approximate budget for furnishings? Mm-hmm because they should be separate. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting because then I have like check a box like between this and that, this and that. And that will help me know how I have to have this conversation. If they're like, I want a new kitchen, but my renovation budget is $10,000. You yeah. know, or I want to refurnish my whole house, <laughs> but my furniture budget, my furnishings budget is $4,000. Right. The, you're you can't just, do that. It's just no. not going to happen. So, so here are your alternatives. If that is truly your budget, then this is this is 
this is how you can put ten thousand dollars into your s- kitchen and make it better. Right. Yeah. Get your cabinets yep. or well, you better start learning to make couches if you think you got four grand and you're gonna <laughs> and furnish a whole house. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. You better start building things out of beer crates like or we go used to marketplace to. <laughs> right i mean marketplace is just, you can get some deals on I've it i've got all like, this oh, beautiful sure. old wooden furniture that would cost like yeah. that would have yeah. cost thousands of dollars to furnish my house but it's like people just like oh, i don't want this old wooden thing i'm like oh my god that's a treasure i you know i honestly they get you're they're giving things away for free or cheap i have a credenza and I and I was like, I moved it to a new spot, and and my wife is like, get rid of that thing. It's so ugly. So I cleaned it, put it in a different spot, and I saw a name brand on it, and I'm like, huh. So I look it up, and I'm like, this is worth nine thousand dollars. This wow, <laughs> this little piece of furniture <laughs> that I got for free, that you don't like. Wow, <laughs> credenza, yeah. is it? Is it near the Davenport? It's a mid-century modern know. credenza. It's got the roll-up thing. Isn't that a credenza? Oh, I, I don't probably, know. Oh, yes. like a roll-top desk? It, well, it's not a desk. Oh. It's, a, it's mm. a flat piece, and you open the thing, the drawers, and there's drawers and doors, and then there's a roll thing that pull out, drawers come out. Oh, I like oh. it. It's it, with a spindly leg, so mid-modern. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And yeah. worth, some, worth some dough. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I know. It's no, I mean, staying. I, yeah, yeah. Do do you do you ever like if people have a budget, do you recommend marketplace? Do you kind of say like look for oh, these kinds absolutely. of Oh, absolutely. I'm not tied to any particular furniture brand or store or anything. So it it doesn't matter to me what your budget is, yeah. but again, I'll tell you color, style. So if your budget is marketplace or Target, that's great. I'll, I'll that's see that's, that's very valuable mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. mean because you could spend you know rather than spending you know ten thousand dollars to refurnish your house you could do it a lot cheaper than they could afford to have somebody to pick the good like what it should look i mean like. i would hope people know that that you know craigslist and marketplace and things like that exist but yeah it is that, some of that new stuff is so crappy too oh like, it's uh, so, so it's poorly the, built it's not even framed you know if, if you've had a chair it that uh, a new couch that I got with an armrest that was broke. It broke really easy, and it was sh- and it was new, and I put some money into it, but it shouldn't have broke. But it, like I still use it. We're gonna. Get, oh no, we got rid of it. We did get rid of it. <laughs> I mean, that was the new couch that we got rid of. Yeah. Marketplace can be great. I mean, if I tell you what size and color to look at, oh, I that s- would narrow it down a yeah. lot. Yeah. Then totally. you kind of know what you're looking for. Right. So oh, then you'd you be can so just, helpful. Yeah. Yeah, all the all the cheap furniture that we've bought for like the basement for the kids and stuff, it's all destroyed in a year or two. It's just you know not built to last. But so, in all honesty, let's go back to the cat chair because I was already back there (laughs) somehow. I love it. I I love. I'll play this game again. Here's my question: We've got a chair. It's a nice. Recliner? Recliner, there we go. But it's a hand recliner, nothing mechanical, so light enough to move around. And it's fairly new, again, probably not well built, but it's lasting. Other than we're in this argument, not argument, discussion <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> on 
Um, my wife wants to get rid of the chair and get a new one. I'm like, well, the same thing will happen. Why don't we just get it reupholstered? Because it's a fairly decent piece of furniture. I hate filling the landfills, right? Yeah. So do I. And it's yeah. not, I don't want to get a great big cumbersome. If you saw our, our house, we don't need big. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so uh, I'm like, this is a perfect chair. Why don't we just reupholster it? Even though that's expensive, it's still not throwing it in the dump. Mm-hmm. Or, so my question is, who wins on this one? <laughs> well, I guess I would... Hmm. It's the pol- only chair that cats Can use. Can you fix okay. this for Lori? Well, I always tell people that <laughs> reupholstering, I love that idea because, yes, it keeps it out of the landfill and, and whatnot, but it does cost as much yeah, as a new chair. Yeah. So, you know, and if you suggested reupholstering it, then that kind of tells me that maybe it's the color or pattern your wife doesn't like. Versus, like, the chair itself. The wear and tear on it? Or? Well, she probably wants an electric one. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I guess I would, I would try and find out what it is about that particular chair that she doesn't That's a like. Good question. And then I would, I would say, then I would ask you, okay, I know that this is the only chair that your cats currently use. Are they, or a cat, do they like towers? Are you in a position where you can put like one of those kind of cool things that stick on a window? Are you in a position to not have a chair, but maybe a cute like ottoman that the cat can sit on that doesn't take as much room? So, I mean, I would, Mm -hmm. I just ask tons of questions to get to like the meat and then. Good question. Then I would present my best can we make recommendation the cat happy in another way you should really bill her for this, this Here, is... i think we I, we may have stopped yeah, yeah, right. oh my god invited oh, you I... in for a free session oh my god. this is brilliant That's you guys thrift. i no. like it no it's probably way more than that so um yeah, it's a lot of those. But I think the dogs have trained the cats to not do it now because all we have to do is yell and the dogs will chase the cats. So it's not happening as much, But and we have a tower, mm. and they use it. But we, I guess they're just spoiled cats, you know. Here, have a chair. Have an well, expensive chair. Is like, there a if, cat if, that if, isn't spoiled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, my like, my dog loves bossing the cat around. Yeah, oh, so oh it's bad cat. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> We've got the dogs trained now, so I yeah. think maybe we could alleviate this situation for future. But. Well, and if the cats are the only one who uses the chair then why do you need the chair it's her chair my wife's chair oh i thought she wanted to get nobody rid of can it. sit in it but her she ha- always has her chair oh i thought she's the one no who she wanted doesn't it. she but she wants a new one. <laughs> oh, she wants a new I one like yeah. Sammy more and more. <laughs> every, every bit i find out i like See, her this more is, more. shows how complex your job is <laughs> i know yeah. Pets, we have relationships. Yeah. We have then the chair right needs in. to match the motif. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. So she d- probably wants one that functions a little better for her. I like maybe it's some, you know. And then I would ask, well, she wants a cup she, holder, probably in a, you know, you know, like what? I mean, does she have? I don't know. Arthritis? Is it hard to? No, to, no. You know, I don't like, know. No. But no, she, I she try just and get likes to the her chair. chair. <laughs> and she probably does want it to be electric with a cup holder. She's okay, showed me yeah. things like this. Now that we're mentioning, now that we're talking about this. Big leather, black leather. With yeah, the, and I'm like, no. She's going to get home tonight. I, so I was listening to your podcast. She, does, she doesn't usually listen. Good. Well, and, and whatever. <laughs> it, I mean, it doesn't actually, we have to produce yeah. it and put it out. So you, know, you're I'm safe. Just, I'm just letting Lori know you're safe for three or four days. <laughs> before you get yourself in trouble. You know. uh, take it easy on her. All right, before All right. we wrap this up, um, I, I want to say 
I just want to point out if you're if you're a homeowner and you're listening to this, if you're thinking about a big project, I don't know for sure who you start with. I always say talk to a contractor, you know, start there. I think a person could come to you, Melanie. Absolutely. And and, and get for a, for a, not a lot of money, get a start so that you're a little better educated when you start talking to the real sharks, not sharks, but the real people who want to take your money mm-hmm. and have opinions about things. Maybe you go in having some opinions that were given to you by someone who's just, just leading you down the path that you kind of need to go down. Yeah, very I think valuable. I think yeah, so. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think so. Yeah. I like that aspect of it. So. Yeah. so I feel like we did a service to you, the listener, and, and you should do <laughs> us a service and yeah. subscribe, Mom. And uh, yeah, subscribe to our <laughs> newsletter. <laughs> yeah. No, I think uh, I think that's good. Is there so? How would a person go about finding your particular business? Um, online, www.happyplaceinteriors.com, yep. and I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. Got to be on the sh- the socials, you know. Yep. Um, Happy Place Interiors. That's here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I I work all within the Twin Cities. I trip charge possibly for going out as far as elk river oh, yeah. charge, trip charge <laughs> i for, don't like going past elk river I know. <laughs> but, but i've also been hired up people in bemidji like i mean there's kind of a day rate like i at Oric, i can i've also helped people nationally yeah. zoom calls i mean there's a lot i can That's do great. i mean covid taught me how to do that really well yeah. so well and i think there is a market out there and a need for um people with better design sense and even building skills to do work on people's vacation homes. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to push the fact that no offense to the people up north. I'm not trying to say that, but I'm saying there are certain things that, um, that are, you know, we do really, really well down here. And I'm, I'm always like, I'll come do tile up on your lake cabin. If you want, if you've got this super complex tile, it's very expensive and you, you're not, you're worried about this thing. Don't, don't, hesitate to reach out so you'll do that mm-hmm. kind of stuff yep. too you'll t- i love it yeah that's great covid helped in uh us reimagine and redo mm-hmm. how we do things yeah yep. yeah it sure did i'll put i'll put your info on the on the newsletter when we release this well yeah. there you go thank you so then they can and likewise i will have a link to the podcast on my website oh, i expect thousands Absolutely. of new subscribers from the Elk River area being that we graduated to Europe exactly. from the same school. So. Come on, yes. Elk River. Go Elks. Oh, the enthusiasm. <laughs> and the big elk in the lunchroom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, no. It's true. It's true. The under, behind elk. glass. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. Ah, good old Elk River. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to everyone. And, and Melanie, thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, Melanie. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember, keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.